Cerna-centric episode number one of season two. <laughs> I'm AC. And I'm Veronica. And we are the now Cernas. We used to be the soon-to-be Cernas. We are the Cernas. Now we are the, the Cerna-Cernas. The Cernas right. Cernas. The Cernas Cernas. Super Cernas. But I still haven't changed my last name legally. That's right, because you are a sinner. I'm not a sinner. Super it's Sinner. Just, it How seems to you? be like a complicated process. Anyway. Yeah, it yes. is a complicated process. You are correct. Cerna. But I sent you an Cerna. email. Yes, Mr. Yeah, Cerna? Yes, did. thank you. Anyway, <laughs> it's been a long time since you and I have sat down with each other to like do a podcast. It's been five months. No. Yeah, it's been like five, five and a half months, something that. like that. Five months? I yes. can't believe that. Yes, no. five months. Like okay. July sixteenth was the last time. And you know, you know how long ago that was. We were talking about Becca from the Bachelor. From the Bachelorette. <laughs> that it's was our right. last episode, really. That was our last episode. Yikes. That is correct. Yes. So we are back. We are back. We are now married, like we mentioned several times already in this very <laughs> short podcast. And uh, we're back with a vengeance, man. With a vengeance. <laughs> Right. I've got a new button to push on, on my phone that makes sounds come out, which is pretty great. Okay. Really, well, just, really just that sound, actually. Maybe not use this sound for this next thing, yeah? So, Can't make me. In our last first episode. Can't stop. In our first episode. Won't stop. For season one. Yeah. Barbara Bush died. Oh. And now first episode season two. Okay. No, sorry. George H.W. Herbert Walker, mm. he died. You know what? That is interesting symmetry for us. Yeah. But you know what? Okay, so I wonder how many people of our listening audience would have the same thought that I have. I don't have very many thoughts, actually, about H.W. Uh, 41, as mm-hmm. people are putting on Twitter. R.I.P. 41. Yeah. 41. I don't like the only thing I know from pop culture. He says, read my lips, you know, and that was it. Um, and then I well, know that he was golf War one. He was overseeing that. But he was right. He's kind of like, I think so. The can men be matriarchs? Mavericks? Maybe patriarchs. Patriarchs. Part of the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just any one of those ladies <laughs> out there. Nope. I'm not yeah. cutting that. We're going to do a lot less editing this yeah, time around. No. We're going to see how. <laughs> Unintelligent. Sometimes we can be. Can well, men be matriarchs? No, no you they can't. You can't. We have, well, actually, I don't know. With the world the way it is today. Right. They I identify, identify as matriarch. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, well, he like is the father of George W. And now, who am I thinking Billy? of? Billy Bush. <laughs> no, Jeb. we don't talk about Billy Bush. But I'm saying, but he is the father of yeah. Jeb. George and Billy and maybe others. I don't know. How do you like raise a governor's son and a president? Well, I mean, I think son? people would say that the Illuminati are in charge of all, all that right. stuff. Well, but but no, I understand Illuminati. what you're saying. I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Like this guy, I think I was reading on Twitter, which is where I get all of my news. Uh, not church related. I go somewhere else for that. But um, he, they, they're saying that he's the last president that taught the future presidents, how to be presidential. So like even his son didn't really do anything cool on the way out. They kind of, the, the, uh, his letter to um, Bill Clinton made the rounds when he passed away about how he was going to be proud of him no matter what and he was going to be everybody's president. And uh, that he, it was, it was a cool letter. It was a cool letter. Like he says, I sit here on this desk and I leave four years later 
with just as much awe as when I walked in the first day. It was a really good letter, you that's, know? You know, presidential courage that's lacking, I guess, now. Presidential courage? Yeah. What do, do with courage? It's, it's very much it's niceties. You can say the niceties are missing. We don't know if the current president is brave or not. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. Well. I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah. I guess a lot of people would say no. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. So he died. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I get uncomfortable. We're going to have to need to take that button no, away from you. Yeah, you could probably use it in just no. a few seconds. Okay. Because Ariana Grande released or premiered her music video that was like, that was the first music video that I like watched in live time. I wish I like, had a fart noise there, button. <laughs> no, there was like a countdown. Like it was like two minutes till the release of this video. And I haven't felt like that That's since. That's not true because you know what? Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why you feel that way? Why? Because you didn't grow up with cable because you were a peasant growing up. No, All right? no, no, no. Because no. with MTV, there was right. making of the video. I was about to say before you cut the, me off no, and no. try to like no, before you shame cut me, yourself off for being is a peasant. that I used, yeah, we didn't have Sorry cable if you growing didn't have up. Because my up, mom did not think you guys like, she just didn't like cable. She was just like, nope, we're not doing that. And she's probably right in the end. But anyway. No, she's not. We're going to get to why later. Sorry, okay. Mrs. Bariga. Okay, so um, I would go to my friend's house and we would watch like You're music a heathen videos. On every level. No, I'm not a heathen. Yep. But anyway, Super we would heathen. get really excited because this music video was about to come out. And like, yeah, no one and has. You know what? They literally used to put a countdown at the begin- at the end right. of the show. I, I remember understand. watching Christina Aguilera's Come On Over. I remember watching, um, I think just that one. Actually. I, I think we, I watched a Britney Spears one. I don't remember now. Maybe. Which one it was. I don't know. Anyway, All I'm saying is that it's not the first time there's a countdown. It's not the first time. I'm okay. saying there's it's a the first countdown. time in a long time. Oh, the first time I, in a long time. Be like, accurate. got ex- this excited for a music video. But why? I think. Well, She's making music not for 30 year olds. Sorry, was I not supposed to say your age out loud? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's not even that it's like the 30 year old. I think that all of the movies that, well, obviously she's like. How old is Ariana Grande? I think she's like 25 or 26 or something. Hey, Google. How old is Ariana Grande? Ariana Grande is 25 years old. All right, she's 25. She's not. But even the movies that she's watching, they're not movies from her generation. No, they're movies from like that I grew up wanting to watch and didn't watch until I was like 17 years old. All right, so because I've only watched it once because you made me. Yeah. After you got in an argument with me not wanting to watch it. Okay. You, okay, so referenced, I know, I, I recognize Mean Girls right away. Yeah. Uh, that's Super it. iconic movie. I mean, it's it's a great movie. It's Everyone great movie. has seen Mean Girls. I think so. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. great movie. It's a great okay, movie. Okay, Mean Girls. Uh, bring It On. All right, Bring It On. I, I like, bring wanted it on. to watch that movie as a child so badly. I didn't get to watch it, like, until... Maybe I was in high school. I like was super wanting to watch. It's probably it when you should have watched it. I know, but everyone else that. watched it like in middle school and stuff, and I didn't get to watch it then. Anyway, bring it on. They were heathens too. Um, thirteen going on thirty. Which never seen it. Is a movie I did get to watch that was PG thirteen that I would just like really watch. Like, PG thirteen going and over on thirty. Over, 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 over. Yeah, thirteen going on thirty. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, which I haven't watched, but you've seen. Legally Blonde. Oh, Legally Blonde. Yeah, it was such a long time ago, though. I don't remember anything. I've never I, seen it. I feel it. like Legally Blonde number three or four, or whatever number they're on, is right around the corner. I feel, I feel like, like I it should has watch to be. it. I feel like I would like it. I mean, people really like that movie. Reese Witherspoon. I mean, 
she was great in that movie along with everyone else who I don't know who the, who the other ones are. But. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of before the time that I was able to watch PG-13 movies, so I didn't get to watch it. But now as a 30-year-old, like as you... 26, right? What? Where you started watching PG-13 movies? I started movies? watching PG-13 movies before I got married, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, as a 30-year-old now, I can You can watch all the PG-13 movies you want. Uh, Take a that, Mom. Movie. Anyway, I thought it was pretty great. It, you know... I thought it was fine. The song is, is a real banger. The song is really great. I don't care for the language. I always listen to the clean version. I listen to the clean version also. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. I really do. It's the, uh, I'm so, I'm so, instead of the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Bad words. Bad words. Anyway, yeah. great tribute to, oh, it, even her performance, the first Wives Clubs, first Wives Club, which is the first PG-13 movie that I watched. I was 13 years old and I like went to the blockbuster. I thought you said that. 13 going on 30 was the one that you, uh, that you no, saw. that was one that I used to watch with like my cousins and stuff. But the ones that like my mom was like, you can rent this movie. We went to the blockbuster and I rented the first wives club and I rented it because Diane Keaton was on the cover and you're a different 13 year old man. <laughs> like typically well, speaking, Diane Keaton's not making that 13 year olds run to the theater. Well, no. The, well, Father of the Bride was a movie that my mom really liked to watch. And so, I don't know. I just thought like, oh, like Diane Keaton's on this this cover. Maybe it might be great. And it was. It was a great movie. What are other Diane Keaton movies that you love? Mm, that's probably it. That's it? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I don't know. I think. See. Well, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker. Those are different people. Goldie Hawn. They're all in that movie. It was a great movie. Anyway. So, you watched a lot of movies later. But yeah, yeah. Ariana Grande, I was, it was fine. I, I didn't get the hype over around. I mean, but I'm also not of that age where I'd be like, yeah, new Ariana Grande. I don't even really do that with Taylor Swift anymore. It's yeah. just the last three albums haven't I been I think great. this is what Taylor Swift has tried to do with her music videos, which it kind of succeeded with that Look What You Made Me Do is kind of okay. But this, this was good. This was done well. We're just catching up on all the stuff from the past five months. I know, Pretty we gotta much. move on. Just, just Let's move on stuff. to this last week where... What happened uh, last week? Well, Hugh Jackman. Oh, he's coming to town. He's coming to town. And I know you get really hyped about... I as mean, we the both, showman, as we, the greatest showman. Okay, he's not the greatest showman. He is time. the greatest he's showman. He's really not. If you, have, if you haven't bit, seen The Greatest Showman... I believe him to be a bit overrated, to be honest with okay, you. But if you, overall, very good. I think you're right about that. The Greatest Showman. No, The Greatest Showman is legit a good movie. It's great. From the beginning... To end, it's got a nice story, nothing terribly like salacious in it. It's a good like family movie. You go yeah. and you're not going to be like, cover your eyes, kids. You know, it's it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a great uh, movie. Did we see it three times in the theater? We The Greatest Showman is meant to be seen in the theater. When we had movie pass. When we had movie pass. Yeah. RIP movie pass. Yeah, it's really not great anymore. But anyway, yes. So he's coming to town. Mm-hmm. And you're excited. We don't have tickets yet. We don't. They go on sale December 5th or 7th. Because they're also ridiculously Something. priced. Yeah, right, right now, now they're yeah. s- estimating that for like some mediocre seats, close to $700. Hey, where is this? Hollywood Bowl? Hollywood Bowl. I like the Hollywood Bowl I stars. really like the it's Hollywood go, Bowl. So it's going to be at the Hollywood Bowl. So July, you know. We have a section that we like to sit and, and that's the section that I'm referring K3. to. K3. K3, $700 to yeah, sit Yeah, that's there. too much. That's too much. So we can't swing it. We Not yet. You know what? But we've had experiences where we go buy things or go buy tickets for something on like, um, not StubHub. I don't like StubHub. But SeatGeek. 
Mm-hmm. What up? SeatGeek hit us up for that sponsorship. <laughs> um, but I mean, I bought like $200 tickets on there a couple of times. And yeah. then the day of, they're like $45 in the same section. So we're going to chance it, I think. Maybe. If go they go like lower, we might like not take our like chances. Day of tickets, try to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to go. I want to go. I think we're going to do it. We're just trying to make it happen. All right. So I feel like we're caught up. We don't need to keep going back to I mean, the past if you, and like, stuff all right, You're right. So we're not digging for pop culture news. It's kind of slow moving. I, I mean, oh, wait. So the last thing we want to talk about when it comes to pop culture is Amanda Bynes. I'm not a fan. I had Nickelodeon. I know she was a part of like all that. And she had the Amanda Bynes show. Mm-hmm. But I didn't ever watch it. I, I wasn't about it. So, But you are uh, an Amanda Bynes fan. I really liked Amanda Bynes in... Her movies, her shows. There's a show she had. What, the I, one what I like about the you. Soccer? Yeah. What is she's um, the man? Oh, she's the man. Yeah. I've seen that one. So That's she in good. her in her um she did an interview with Paper Magazine, which every year Paper Magazine likes to break, um, the, break internet. the internet. They have mm-hmm. like this issue where they break the internet. And so this year they used Amanda Bynes to break the internet, which I don't understand it, but um in her interview she said that in that movie she's the man she didn't like how she looked like she just thought she she did well, she a terrible job a boyish man yeah and so really <laughs> messed with girl. her and sent her into like some sort of depression and then she was an easy a do you remember that i don't even remember her being an easy a I've she was like the super like bible thumper girl no i don't remember okay that. so well she was in that movie and she really didn't like the way that she was in that movie and so from there she like spiraled out of control um so pick your movies wisely future stars of america yeah really I'll send you in a tailspin but uh she's back she looks great hopefully she can, i haven't uh, seen anything about I she, just saw she is was really trending. funny you know like she just has like that je ne sais quoi as yeah. they say in the french she's a great comedian she's she is what's lacking in what are you kidding me right yeah, now? yeah she really is like how do you who, know what's lacking who, when is the last time you've been to a good like comedy that has a female role other than like when Emma Stone is in it, like that's it. Who else is there? I guess this was, there's like a hole in our resume of movie watching, though, because I guess there's a whole nother segment of America that might say female leads are at an all time high. I don't know. Maybe. All what I know is that nothing is driving me to the movies just yet. Actually, there's a movie She's out. She's been waiting for Amanda Bynes. Yes. Come back, Amanda Bynes. <laughs> no, no, no. My parents went to go see um, Family, Instant Family. Oh, they instant said it was family. really great, so I might go. That's a mark. Find my way to mark, see that. Um, it's not Ruffalo. What are you saying? Mark. Wahlberg? Wahlberg. Okay. Wow. All right. So Mark Wahlberg in Family First. Is that what you're trying to say? No. Mark Wahlberg. Directed, produced. Is, that's like a Mark Wahlberg film. It's not a It's not a female-led film. Oh, I guess it's a family, family. movie. Yeah. Can we just get Amanda Bynes in a comedy movie so that I can actually go to the movies? Come back, Amanda Bynes. Veronica needs you at a theater. She won't go into <laughs> exactly. it without you there. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Listen, that's enough pop culture. I'm done with that. Let's talk about something way more pop culture than that. Which is what? Our wedding. Come on. <laughs> that's what the people came here for. You came originally here for a for, wedding, for a wedding recap. recap. That's right. I hope you're not as harsh on our wedding as you were with Meghan Markle's wedding. Our wedding. You fiend. Yeah. I just, I mean. All right. Overall, if you had to give our wedding a rating, one to 10 or a grade level, 
A, B, C, D, E, F. What would you give okay. it? Okay. I would have to break Let's it up. Let's say it together. Just the whole thing. The whole Grade thing? Three, two, one. B, B plus. plus. What? Ah! No. <laughs> that actually happened, people. We didn't, uh, we didn't orchestrate that. All right. Yeah, I would We're both say. modest, yeah. and yet we think highly of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I think if you break it down, I feel like the math was a solid A. Oh, the mass? Okay, so I, I was skeptical. I'm not going to lie. Why were you skeptical? What because, were you skeptical okay, about? Okay, because you and I yeah. are, in general, we're kind of praise and worshipy kind of people. But we decided to go completely the opposite way when it came to the music okay, of Okay, I think that you and I, yes, we're praise and worshipy kind of people, but also I'm not necessarily, like, super praise and worshipy kind of person. So, like, that's not a surprise, right? Like, that's not, it's not like... What are you it, talking about? Yeah, like I'm like yes. You complain about my musical selections at certain churches because I don't play praise and worship stuff enough. Okay, because he used to not play praise and worshipy stuff. He used to play like '70s stuff that I was like, "What are you playing? No one wants to hear." Except for most of the people in that church. Exactly, but anyway, I'm either before you know early 1900s, the people's 1800s, or after 2006. But now I'm playing stuff from like the 1800s, 1600s. I don't want to hear any of that 60s, 70s. But now even the I mean, now we got to get some real old people in there because they don't know these ones either yeah we gotta get some 400 year old people in here anyway our wedding okay <laughs> dang man that's all right cool our wedding yeah b plus music okay so we decided to go latin mass parts yeah all right you fought I, me on i fought you went in a little bit to start because i wanted people to sing but then i realized eh, that's not the biggest deal in the whole wide world right so music solid yeah. a plus 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 we had a great canter we had a solid organist. Um, and he brought his wife, who was a violin player. Yep, violin player, yeah. dynamite. It sounded pretty elegant. I it thought. did. Very it, majestic with the with the organs and the, the violin. The whole church was shaking. I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe it was just it was my leg legs. With, it was your legs, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, but the music was great. Uh, the mass was solid. The mass was we solid. Had we had a lot of, some you know, a solid altar servers, mm-hmm. solid mm-hmm. priests. It was just really like I couldn't have planned it better myself. Are you sure about that? I mean, no, right. It was <laughs> the only thing was I did have a little bit of issues with the procession because I mean, me and the coordinator could not get on the same page. And even though I was like, listen, do this, do this, do this. He's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, just listen to what I'm saying. Do what I'm saying. And sure enough, when I watch it back, I'm like, okay. He obviously did not do what I asked him to do. But that's fine. So you're telling other people how to do their jobs. That's not like you at all. Afterwards, he came up to me and was like, that was the best wedding that I've ever been to. And I've been doing this for so many years. I've never seen anything like this before. I'm really sorry. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, we're done. You win, man. I always do. No, you don't always. I don't always win. A lot of the times you do. That's true. Okay. So the math, A plus. Okay. This, this one we have no control over, but weather D minus. Oh my God. This is straight up F. I don't, because it was so incredibly hot that day. The church was was well air conditioned or it air conditioned enough. 
It was fine. It wasn't I hot. I wasn't in hot. Yeah. After the mass, we went to the Claremont Colleges to take pictures. It was freaking hot out there. Shout out photographers. ADVTR photography. Yeah, Melissa and Louise, you guys were solid. The pictures are beautiful. They are. And uh, it was hot as heck out there. It was really, it was super hot, really but, hot. Uh, so it was hot. Then we got to, uh, can we, wait, can we just let him in on a little a little secret? A little insight? A little insight wait, to what, our, what was our first meal together after oh we finished gosh. our photography we finished our our we finished our session of- it was first of all it was so hot and like i just wanted something to drink and you know, i was so also, hungry because i hadn't eaten yes because you up until that <laughs> uh shout out maddie your maddie teammate black. she was all over it right maddie black like, i'm if thirsty you're- maddie <laughs> maddie black was the mvp if you're ever getting married get yourself a Maddie Black. Oh, an MVP for the for a lot of different stuff. She was just on it. I just like looked a certain way and Maddie was like, here She's you thirsty. go. <laughs> She's thirsty. She needs a spray. She needs this. She needs yeah, that. She was, she really was on top of it. Yeah, oh my ab- gosh. Absolutely. I was very glad to have Maddie there because I knew that uh, you are, yeah, I know. I was getting grumpy and she was yeah. like, it's okay. It's okay. You don't need to be grumpy right now. It's okay. And I was just like, okay. kind of sounds like you're a toddler though, trying to take a picture. And she's like, look at the camera over here. Over here, look at the camera. No, it's okay. It's okay. Veronica, Ronnie, Ron, right over here. Don't worry. It was kind of like that. But she wasn't you know like what? that. No, she's great. She really is great. You are the difficult one, and you need super, super generous, kind people to uh, keep you. In yes, check sometimes. to not lose it. So, so she wouldn't lose it at our wedding reception. I made sure that she had something to eat, and I was hungry too. I was a bit peckish. Yeah. Uh, and so, where did we go? What was our first meal together <laughs> as a married couple? Rings and everything in our tux, and, and uh, in my and dress is like you sitting. Could not, and I cannot you could not even sit, sit down normally. In I was dress. like this. So dress we had to recline is... the seat so she could we, she could breathe. I'm gonna make dress. this dress a skirt real yeah. quick. She, uh, where did we go? What was we our went first meal? To, uh, okay, so like up until that point, I had really like been not eating <laughs> <laughs> like anything that is not like kosher, good, like stuff that you know is not going to make me burst out of my dress. And so, mission accomplished. All I wanted was some chicken nuggets. Like, that is what I was like. I just, I just want a chicken nugget right now. Like, a chicken nugget with barbecue sauce is all I want. Which was a terrible idea now that I think about it. Because that barbecue sauce could have ruined your dress. You know what? At that point, it wouldn't have even mattered. Yes, it would. It wouldn't have. Yes, it would. So, we went through the drive-thru. We went through the drive-thru at McDonald's on Azusa. And, uh, no, we didn't. We yeah. went to some drive-thru in Pomona. What are you talking about? We did? Yeah, right here on Indian Hill. Oh, that's you right. Because we were in We went through uh, the drive-thru in, uh, in Pomona on yeah. Indian Hill. Yeah. So that will forever be a part of our wedding history. And the like, little drive through lady was like, here you go. Here you go. Here <laughs> we're like go. in a tux in we're this in a dress. Tux in a wedding. And she's laying, again, she's leaning back because she can't breathe in her I dress. I can't breathe in my dress. So I'm just like Moving eating this out. chicken nugget, drinking this uh, Dr. Pepper, and eating French fries. And honestly, yeah, we had been on the diet. All, it was the greatest much, thing. We had been on the, wed- uh, on the wedding diet. Not the wedding diet. For me, it was kind of a wedding diet. But I all the way up to that week until my boy David Puglia rolled into town, and my boys, the boys took me out all week long. Yeah. This place, that place, but uh, mostly, mostly on the diet. So that was the first time you had broken 
your diet uh, was it that week pretty I much? I mean sort of I mean I had wanted I had wanted chicken nuggets at like my bachelor party didn't get them I just wanted chicken I want that I wanted chicken nuggets sometimes you need happen. a nugget <laughs> it didn't happen so uh, yeah it finally happened on the wedding so McDonald's day, day after wedding A plus now yeah. A minus I'm going to take it down I, I decided to not drink a soda. I got a sweet tea, and that was the nastiest. <laughs> I like sweet tea in general, for the record, but for some reason, that sweet tea that day was awful. McDonald's on Indian Hill, you get an A-, minus. all right? Get your iced tea game back on track, all right? The rest of the wedding, what else? Um, the reception. The reception? Okay, we're going to have to grade this one on like time scales pretty much from the time we got there to when the sun went down to a manageable temperature it was a solid d d because i you know what we were sitting at our couple table uh, after we walked in and there was like 14 people there and i was like (laughs) we've paid for 220 people there's nobody here yeah and i understand people it was so dang hot there was no reason for you to sit out there i didn't even want to be outside like i was sitting on the inside let's just call it can we just call it? <laughs> yeah. Like a mercy rule. I was sitting inside with my dress folded over. My legs are just hanging out. And I was just like, I cannot. You look great, babe. It was so You really hot. did, though. So you look sweaty. great. Thank you. You look, you look great, great also. Do you remember what happened when I saw you initially? Oh, my gosh. I cried. You did cry. As soon as the doors opened and I could see you. Because all I could see was a silhouette. Oh, As you got closer, my eyes welled up with tears. And then I said, this, alas, is my bride. Is that really what you thought? No, it's not. What did you think? No, I, I, I think when I saw you roll up, I was, just, I was just so moved by the moment. It's such like one of these, this you'll remember for the rest of your life type of things. Mm-hmm. And I think whenever I have those moments where I'm like, this is one of those life moments, like most people, I get a little teary-eyed. Yeah. Yeah. And I cried. And I think I stole your moment. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, uh, like, I'm not the kind of person. I really should have practiced, like, my facial expressions before that. Yeah, you should fix your face most because, yeah, like most days. <laughs> because I, like, I'm kind of an ugly crier. So I was doing it's my true, best guys. to not cry. Like, I was just doing, like, I'm not one of those, like, oh, like, it's cute. Like, there's little tears. Like, no, if I start crying, like, like Kim Kardashian, it's going to be super ugly. And so I was just trying to hold not, like, hold back the tears and not cry. Um, and so in the midst of that, I just looked constipated and mad. I thought that's what you were, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you it's were just, just like, crying. oh my gosh, when I look back at all the photos, <laughs> I just look so angry. And it's like, I'm not angry. I'm really happy. I just am trying not to lose my cool here. Yes. Okay. So the reception. Yeah, reception. It was, it was, it was real hot. It was Up until bad. the sun went down. And uh, I think overall, I think overall, though, in the end, once people showed up, once the food got out there, uh, once the music started playing, uh, upbeat kind of music, yeah, I think I think it really took off. I think I saw, and I think what I enjoyed the most is I saw a lot of people uh-huh. who have been in our lives for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I think it was nice to see that many people came together to kind of celebrate our, our achievement, our, our decision to to be with each other forever uh, in the in the sacred bonds of matrimony. It was quite nice. Uh, and I and I wouldn't I no I was about to say I wouldn't trade it for anything I would I would trade it for a cooler day 
Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing for a fall. Or wedding. even just like a little like twenty degrees cooler. Fifteen just, degrees. Just like just like sixty degrees cooler. I think. So it was like hundred and twenty that <laughs> it day. It was hundred and twenty degrees. Or like hundred and forty. No, it was like a hundred high 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 one tens. It was yeah. like one ten. Something like that. It was pretty bad. It was bad that day. Anyway, so the wedding. Overall, very Overall, nice. I mean, I thought I that like nice. our goal for the reception was for people to just have a good time. And I think for no one to get wasted and for no one to get wasted. Yeah, that was that was a pretty solid goal of ours. Um, and we opted instead of providing booze for people to provide them with an In-N-Out truck. Yeah, we got an In-N-Out truck to show up, which is pretty and dope. Just as people were leaving. A wedding has a wow factor. Hopefully it has some wow factor. I think that was ours. The In-N-Out truck to show up close to the end of the wedding. So if for some reason you were a bit hungry. Towards the end, or you we didn't, didn't send like you the home. food. Hey, maybe you didn't like the food. Mm-hmm. Although lots of people said they did. For I reason. didn't even eat it. Yeah, so I didn't eat it either. I didn't eat any of it. Not you didn't have an In and Out thing. Oh no, because we went to In and Out later after the we wedding. We went to two drive-throughs a day after our wedding. We went to In and Out. Yeah. Um, so I think overall, once everything was like cooler, I think people started to have a good time. So overall, I thought it was success. What would you do? Like hits of the wedding In and Out truck. Right. Hits, yeah. In and out truck. The DJ. DJ was a hit. hit. Yeah, absolutely. Still got to write your review. DJ Eugene, don't worry about it. I got you. But um, what else? Okay, so what was a miss? Let's say if there were hits, what were some of the misses? I think one of my misses was my hair. God bless. You know, it just always happens to me. Like, I can do my hair pretty, like, it looks pretty great when I do it on my own. <laughs> but when I put my hair into the hands of professionals, they never get it right. Anyway, I should have known that. And that is the one thing that I didn't like pay attention to. I had my makeup done at least five times by five different makeup artists. You, did, you know what? You did your research. I did. Good job. Your you ma- don't your even know really how nice many. Like I. You just said five. I know how many. Right. So five makeup artists. We did like... You know, regular makeup, airbrush makeup, um, just makeup, commercial artists, Mac artists. And finally, I found the one. It's really difficult for some people to work on brown skin. They don't know what to do with themselves. And so they either make me look gray or cakey or just terrible. I wish there was someone here who could relate to you with this. Yeah, I know, right? You you got up at like eleven o'clock, and our wedding started at eleven thirty. That's right. <laughs> I got That's up not at five. true, but yes, um, close. And so I found the you know a great makeup artist. She did amazing. My makeup stayed on all the way through the hot hot heat. And did you uh, have fake eyelashes on? I did have fake eyelashes. Those stayed on, on too. Those stayed through on. The tears, everything through the tears, through, the through sweat. everything wow. through the tears. Way the to sweat, go, eyebrows! You're the real MVP. Yes. So the makeup artist was amazing. The hair. The hair. Artist. I did not. I don't know what I was like. It was like two weeks before the wedding, and I'm realizing I don't have someone to do my hair. I thought it was pretty good. And I was just like, why, why did I take so long to do this? So then. I asked another bride that was getting married, like, oh, like, I just like, hey, who's doing your guys's hair? And someone recommended some someone. I won't ever recommend someone unless, like, I know that they're really great. So I'm thinking, this person's got to be good. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. You had, you had four other makeup artists who I guess were recommended to you on some level. 
Yeah, I, you know, it, you, all logic sense. didn't all was out the door. I was desperate for somebody, and so I didn't even do a hair trial. I just Man, that's really bad yeah, planning on your part. I got it. Really tell you. is. It really is. Honestly, it was really bad. So she's like, "Can you send me a picture of your hair?" So I sent her a picture of my hair. That's weird. And she says, <laughs> she says to me, "Oh, we're gonna need more wax and clear all my appointments in the afternoon." Your hair looks really difficult, so I need to do a treatment before to make it look like the way you want it to look. I don't know. The treatment was I show up. Typically, when people have me show up to get my hair done, my hair is supposed to be dry. Mm-hmm. So I show up. Yeah. She walks me over to the sink and sprays water in my hair. Okay, I think this is where I'm supposed to gasp in horror. She, but I don't know what we're talking she about. She just sprays water in my hair. Like, she just wets my hair. That is the treatment. She mm-hmm. charged me an extra, like, $40 to spray water in my hair. Take a shower. I had taken a shower. Like, I don't understand. I could have taken a shower for free. Like, well, not free. <laughs> like, and ugh. anyway, she did my hair. It was awful. It wasn't awful. But you saw part two of my hair. I saw so, part two of your yeah, hair. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. My hair is like there. And I'm just like, my hair is there. And everyone is looking at me like no one was looking out for me except for Maddie Black. They're just like shout out Maddie Black. They're just looking at me like, oh yeah, that's hair. Looks it looks it looks good. And I'm just like all the hair I've seen. That's certainly some of it. And I'm sitting there like, this hair looks awful. Like no one is gonna tell me this. So Maddie comes to me and says, Ronnie, do you like your hair? Ronnie, do you you look like a hot mess? And I was just like, Ronnie, let's just no, shave your head. Maddie, I don't. She's like, okay, great. Let's fix it. And so like we take out this thing that I had in my hair. We like do a whole other thing, make it a have to, because let me tell you, it was a mess. What the heck mess. is a have to? So like half well, of actually, my hair up. Yeah. What, 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 is, what is the difference between a have to and a whole do? Well, there's an updo where all of your hair is up. Honeydew? Uh, not a honeydew and then they're just down my hair was just down and awful and it was like crispy like my hair was crunchy like it was not like nice those chicken nuggets yeah it was terrible and i was just like let god just please make it last through the like ceremony by the time i saw you you looked wonderful tear inducing <laughs> yeah. happy tear inducing and uh, i thought you looked great the pictures you look great in the pictures I think overall, I'm really glad. That a plus on the look, babe. No one took pictures. You, can, after. can you tell them? Because I'm, I was particularly proud and happy about the uh, deal you got on your wedding dress. If you haven't mentioned it already, maybe I don't you know. did. But okay, mention, so can my you wedding dress people? originally. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> originally, it's the happiest you've ever made me. <laughs> <laughs> originally, it was supposed to be a twenty nine hundred dollar dress. Twenty nine hundred dollars. That's and wild. I got it for. $300. Wow. Wow. Yeah, $300. Wow. I paid more in alterations than I did for my actual dress. Oh, because you had to get it altered. Because yeah. you what? I It was um, too big. Oh, it was too big. Yeah. It's a good problem to have. So they, I had to take it in, which was a kind of a big deal because there's a lot of like jewels and stuff on it. So it's not so easy. So alterations probably cost close to 500 Wait, what? Yeah. $500. I'm no longer proud of you. $500. I take it back. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It was oh, a, my gosh. So $500 for alterations. Maybe a little bit more. That makes me sad. 
but it's fine. It looked great. It was still cheaper than any other dress I would have found. Um, and but you look great. I was happy. I was happy with the way you looked. What about me? Yeah. <clears throat> what about me? <laughs> you looked great. Black tux. The black tux came through. Did you like the way that you looked? I guarantee it. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought for what I had to do, like it's all a very it's all a very easy process with the black tux. Black tux hit me up, hit me up with the uh, sponsorship thing. But uh, I thought for you just you just select either a pre-selected or a pre you select a pre-done like package. And if you get like X number of dudes, you get it for free. I actually got my tux for free, which I, was great. Yeah. And then you put together a look for the groomsmen. Then all they have to do is input their sizes and they send it to them two weeks beforehand. It was like the easiest thing in the world. And then you just put it in a box, the same box that came in, you put it I in and it goes. The only thing I would have done differently with Excuse your tux what? is have it pressed. Oh, I guess. I don't know. Like I my mom, she's pressed my, my brother's suits. And then you can totally tell the sharpness versus this hasn't been pressed or steamed or anything. So now you don't like the way I look? No, I liked the way you looked. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure no one could tell, but I could tell the difference between a press suit and a not press suit. So. Is that one of your other jobs growing up? I don't understand. How can you tell the difference between <laughs> and how it looks and how it doesn't? Because you can just see the difference. The suit's not pressed. <laughs> Um, so anyway, that was my miss. My hair was not a great, and people were coming up to me and like telling me like, I thought you would have gone bigger with your hair, or I thought you would have done this with your hair. Calm down people. And that was their way of saying. Not the royal wedding. Totally unimpressed with your hair, which you know what, Meghan Markle, you probably had a look in mind and it didn't get there. So yeah. Oh, now you're going to soften your stance on the royal wedding. Thank goodness. All right. Listen. I think uh, another miss for me was uh, my hair. Okay. <laughs> That's all. I had I to think, go out and buy a, a thing of gel for the day because I don't own one so, or a comb. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I looked great. <laughs> Just you kidding. had like a whole morning routine. You went to breakfast. You did this no, whole I thing. Think, I think I had the morning you wanted to have. I think oh, I woke gosh. up at like 7, 8 o'clock, somewhere around there. Took a shower, uh, put my tux on, said a prayer as I was putting my tux on. Make sure this all stays in place. Jesus, thank you so much. <laughs> I um, I wandered over to uh, the hotel room of my, my boy, David Puglia. He was staying at a hotel nearby. They have a complimentary breakfast for him. He's like, why don't you sit down and have breakfast with us, even though I wasn't staying there. And he was a good breakfast. It was real good. Then like I went up waffle. to his hotel room. Uh, he got ready. And uh, from there, we head to the church. And, uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. I was at the church like 45 minutes beforehand, hanging out, saying hello to people, trying to stay on task because people were like, uh, like, don't say hello to anyone. They're going to like pull you uh, away from what you should be doing. You know, what, what did you need to do exactly? I don't know. Like people be like, can you get, uh, the boutonnieres to people? Can you find these people? That kind of thing. I don't know. We had great ushers. Yeah, we had no. It was great. Everything yeah, was fine. Everything it was, just was like, ready to people go. People wanted I'm to sure. say hello, and I sh- was supposed to be standing in place, ready to go. But I was like wandering around, shaking hands, kissing babies, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, real you politics are, and stuff. This is like this, you, you were. I had friends come in from out of town. I wanted to say hello to them. Your you know? element at this wedding. Yes, we should get you married again. You are to each other. Such a ham. 
Like you love oink oink being the center of attention. Like you love it. It's like I don't mind it. Just you know thrills you. I don't mind it. I don't think I like no, it. No, you really do. I don't mind it. You loved it. You loved every minute of it. It was. It was. Nice. I, however, am the opposite. Like I just like oh my gosh, all of these people are looking Said at me. Said the woman who wanted to walk out with bells ringing. Yeah, that's right. I did want to walk out. Yeah, that's right. So let's not talk about how you don't want to be the center of attention. It's you want the bells? Can I look at the bells? <laughs> Royal bells, please. What's going on? What kind of accusations are you lobbing around it here? Is, it's not the same. Inappropriate. It is not the same. It is the same. Anyway, so that was the wedding. That was a long time ago. It was. It, it was like a three months ago. Almost three months ago, like full months. So what have we been doing since then? Well, we moved into a new house. Yeah. We had the house a few months before, or a month before the wedding. But we didn't live in we it. We didn't live in it. We were just like putting our stuff in it, like gathering, because we had nothing. I think we literally moved into the house the day of the, well, we didn't move in. We had stuff here, but we didn't know, like no one stayed here. Yeah, no one stayed here. So at that point, we had purchased a bed and we put it together. One day we were here. Yeah. We went to our homes. We bought a couch. We didn't have a TV yet. Because we didn't have a TV stand, which we still don't have. We have my old We dresser. do have one now. <laughs> now. Thanks, Wayfair. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going out. I mean, that's coming in. But we, we didn't have... Did we have a fridge at the time? Yeah. I think we did. We had a fridge. Like a weekend beforehand, we purchased as much stuff as we could off of offer up. We didn't have a washer and dryer for a while. Uh-huh. So we We got, were just moving in, you yeah, know? Yeah. So we've been moving in. That's one of the reasons why we haven't put out a podcast. We've just been trying to like settle into life i guess i feel settled now at this point Do you? oh yeah certainly at this point so we pretty much have been working and just trying to figure out what works our schedules um have changed a lot oh yeah i think we picked i think having to do over again also mm-hmm. would have picked a different time of year not only because of weather but both of us are confirmation coordinators and youth ministers and stuff yeah. And our, like our years start right in September. Literally. And so like orientations, registrations, all that stuff happens at the same time. And I, I know it was it was a little bit rough to jump into that and a new life. So, I mean, it's, it's been tough, but it's been fun. It's been that fun. was pretty stressful. Like that whole couple of weeks after the wedding and then everything starting and then just everything just all in. It was pretty, pretty intense there for a little bit. Yeah, but it was fun the whole time. Mm-hmm. We we took a few days away. We went to Catalina Island thanks to a very generous friend mm-hmm. that helped us get there. Um, Catalina Island, by the way, charming. It's great. But it's nice mm-hmm. for two days. We went for three days. I know. That's what I mean. Okay. It was nice for two days. The whole experience, Catalina, then coming back and diving into to life and whatnot. It's been an adventure. It's been nice. That's So, yeah, now we have almost everything we need. And we've settled into our new little lives. In our last show, mm-hmm. one of the segments was, uh, what is Veronica stressed about right now? So what's one of the things you're stressed about? I think if you would have asked me a couple of weeks ago, it would have been totally different. Mm-hmm. But I think right now it's sending out these thank you cards. Yes. And just thank yes. yous to everyone. Because so many people were so generous and so helpful the day of the wedding and Leading up to the wedding and just at the wedding, and now we so often send them thank you we cards. Send them thank yous, and yeah. so they're here. We just need to get them and ready to just get them out. So and they look wonderful, and we can't wait to send them out. We really can't wait to send them out anymore. Yeah, no, it's, they need to get it, out. There's a time frame that you're supposed mm-hmm. to do these things on, so that's what's stressing you out now, or was stressing you out. 
that's that that so that's we, we got to get those things done but if for some reason you haven't gotten one or not if for some reason if you haven't you haven't gotten one yet please know we are extremely thankful for for you mm-hmm. and for showing up and even if you didn't show up we're still thinking of us on the day yeah and um and and maybe sending something our way that was really really special well i guess that's all the stuff mm-hmm. we, we we haven't been up to other things i i started making beef jerky <laughs> i mean i don't want to brag or anything but i've made three batches now and each yeah. one is as good or better than the last one I made. Hallmark movies. We've been watching. We've been watching lots of Hallmark movies because it's that time of year, and uh, Hallmark, you get mm. you get an A plus on predictability and comfortability of a movie. There is something very comfortable about being able to figure out exactly what's going to happen in a movie, yeah. and it's all going to work out in the end. There is something quite good about that. So, yeah. way to go. And it kind of always hinges on one of two things, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like someone who's forgotten, who's put career in front of Christmas, and that's not good. Yeah. So, and then something happens, someone gets sick, maybe uh, they get a flight delay or something, and they end up in their hometown, somehow reconnecting with an ex, or like the their roots. the one who got away, or the roots, uh, and then they fall in Find love with Christmas, essentially. The spirit of Christmas. And the person, and then they like move, give it all up to move back home and live christmas all year long or something yeah, something like that. or the other one is their their um their home to win the cooking competition for cookies or gingerbread or decorating and yeah. uh they do it That's by golly hallmark, they do all it all in a in like a two-minute recap yeah. so if you want to skip the hallmark movies altogether which you really shouldn't just listen to that recap again <laughs> and you've gotten all of them because i've got a disease called uh, hallmarkitis I've got the app on my phone. Let me read to you some of the titles on these, all right? Okay. Mingle All the Way. (laughs) Christmas at Pemberley Manor, which was a great one, by the way. (laughs) Christmas Joy. Road to Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. Christmas in Love. Christmas at Graceland. Christmas in Evergreen. Reunited at Christmas. Christmas at the Palace. Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. Christmas Everlasting. A Shoe Addict's Christmas. Mingle All the Way Part 2. Okay, we get it. So, uh, they're all about Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And they all are, uh, you know, they're fine. They're very predictable. I think we've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed that comfort. I think being able to just settle into to the holidays. That's nice. Things got kind of crazy there for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, things did get kind of wild there for a second. Not, I mean, I think the the more we've talked about it with people around us, I think the more we've been able to to hear how very common something like this is, but uh, how no less, you know, difficult it can be. Mm -hmm. So right away, um, (laughs) uh, we got pregnant. Hey, Uh, we did. We did. Which was kind of quickly, which is really fun because I know in our conversations beforehand, like you had been worried. Yeah. For I mean, because you're, you're just a worrier. You're just a worrier, right? I'm an older person. Not I'm you're not, not old. so old, but like she thinks she's like sixty. All right? <laughs> like she's not. Well, I don't she's know. Not you know, Sarah just like Bible. can I like you know conceive any children? And so we did. She's very... a worrier, and so she was worried that we couldn't. Yeah. And we did right away, like literally right away. Like okay, yeah, right. <laughs> maybe a honeymoon, maybe. Uh, so like I just started feeling differently like just i don't know i would wake up sick and stuff like that or 
just really, you know, had food aversions and things that I normally would not feel yeah, like. You're real particular there. I'd be like, hey, you want a pickle? I'd be like, no, please. No yeah, pickles. but I would Which take I would take these pregnancy tests and they would all say negative, negative, negative. So like I was like, no, I'm not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. And so probably up until like maybe late October um, is when we started to get a positive pregnancy test. Um, and so it all happened very, very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, but we got a positive pregnancy test and then I went to the doctor for some like just abnormal bleeding. Um, but before, like before we went to the doctor, like I was still getting negative tests, negative tests. Um, and so a friend of mine who is also pregnant and literally probably had the same due date was feeling like a lot of like things and going through a lot of things that I wasn't. Um, so I had already kind of felt like something was wrong developmentally um, with the baby or anything like that. And so um, I kind of, f- yeah, I just felt that. Um, and so we went to the doctor. We got a positive pregnancy test. Which is very exciting. Yeah, it was. But I was still kind of like worried a little bit because... Because you're a worrier. Yeah, I do. was worried. And, and then I think along the way, they had been kind of t- trying to assure you that everything is normal. It's pretty normal. Yeah. For, you know, and so I, I kind of take on that job now in the mm-hmm. house. Like, everything's fine. Everything's totally cool, you know? Yeah. And me, I'm, I'm not feeling the things you're feeling, you know, in, in the physical way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm sure I'm as excited as you are and all those things. And But uh, so I'm trying to keep you positive yeah you know like everything's fine no it's very normal you know and all the stuff yeah and i just felt it like there was definitely a dramatic difference in the way that i was feeling from like one day to like the next almost like a few days um and then so i think we found out like for sure from the doctor that we were pregnant like at the end of october so this is one of your weird idiosyncrasies for some reason you wouldn't believe that you were pregnant until a doctor told you, even though the pregnancy test at homes were telling us the nurse who gave you a pregnancy test at the hospital. You're like, I'm not essentially going to believe it no, until no, no, I no. sit with a doctor, no, no, which no, no, is no. what happened. No, that's not what happened. So I didn't I didn't. I was taking the pregnancy test at home and there were faint lines is what was going on. Mm-hmm. And at some point, um like mm, towards the end of October, um, I finally got a strong line. And so I went to the nurse to go take a pregnancy test. Um, and so, yeah, she was like, you know, you should be six weeks pregnant at this point. Um, and like the things that I was like going through were like lining up to someone who's like six weeks pregnant. Um, and so the next week was when I was supposed to go see the doctor. So we're here like October, the end of October, um, and so the beginning of November, I was supposed to have like a doctor's appointment for like, you know, that let me tell you how to have this baby, what to expect, what to expect and all those certain things. Um, and so from one point with like seeing the nurse, getting a positive pregnancy test and like all of those things and starting to prep for the doctor's appointment, um, we just one day like, well, between that, just it was no more right is that how i don't really know how else to say that yeah i i it was uh it was very it was obviously very sudden yeah it was a saturday night we're on our way somewhere and we're driving and you said we got to go to the hospital you know 
something you, you could feel that something wasn't right. Yeah, I just felt like a... And, and we went, and it was kind of over that night, you know? And I think that... Well, it wasn't really over that night. It kind right. of drug out yeah, for like two it, weeks. Yeah, there was a lot of questions um, as to what was happening. I They kind of give you a, a semi-definitive, like, this is probably what's happening, but you're not showing all the signs of miscarrying a baby. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to bring you in this day and this day and this day or this day. And that day wasn't a definite answer. And another day was a definitive like answer. Like no one gave, could answer. give me a definitive answer as to what was going on. Like yeah. they were just like, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to see. Like, Which is know. the worst thing to tell Veronica because she wants to know things. Yeah, I just like want to know what's possible. going on. And no one could tell me what is was going on. Like, you know, what do you see? Do you see you know, anything, you know, is there a heartbeat? Is there anything? And they couldn't really say anything to me, which obviously now looking at it, it says a lot to me. You know, the fact that you can't definitively say something tells me that obviously something is very, very wrong. We still had a doctor's appointment for that Tuesday, um, which was supposed to be a uh, like what to expect appointment. And I like going into the appointment had already felt like, you know, like this is not one of those appointments. Um, and there was a lot of like heavy bleeding, um, before the appointment, um, which is not something that is consistent with a healthy pregnancy. Um, and so the appointment with the nurse was kind of a little bit, you know, awkward in that, like, there's excitement. And then once you say to her the things that you're going through, um, that excitement kind of like she doesn't want to feel sad for you. Um, but you can definitely tell like, mm, she knows something's wrong and mm, she doesn't want to like say anything yet. So she, that excitement kind of goes down and it she starts talking to you like, mm. just like you're you know about to like do something really great and it just gets taken away from you a little bit and it's like okay well let's um let's enter these numbers and you know, just wait and see what the doctor has to say. And we both know what the doctor has to say, but no one's saying it. Um, And so I think just sitting in those like appointments was pretty difficult, you know, like knowing, I think at that point we kind of had known for like two weeks, I guess that we were pregnant and you know I we had like read something that like the baby was the size of a poppy seed yeah and so mm-hmm. AC started calling um a little baby poppy yeah so he had yeah. like and again this is like such a short period of time but those two weeks felt like such a a long time, um, especially to like figure out what's going on with, you know, 
this excitement of like life that you might have. And so he started calling the baby Poppy. Um, and so there was obviously already like an attachment there. Um, and, and then just finding out that like, yeah, this isn't consistent with a healthy pregnancy. We don't know if this is a tube pregnancy as they call it. Either way, it doesn't look good. And at one point, one of the doctors, I think maybe in the ER, said something like, best case scenario, this is a miscarriage, um, which is not great to hear, um, you know, but at, to get to the point where, like, like, hopefully this is a miscarriage because of the other things that are going on. Um, and so we had to do some tests. Um, ask a lot of questions I think that at that point I kind of had already accepted like this is this is a miscarriage even though they hadn't definitively given me an answer um and I just kind of was like thinking of like everyone that may have had a miscarriage at that point and just like talking to them or like you know like with their praying maybe like that I don't I wasn't like hopeful like I already knew like I can feel the difference in my body I was just praying that it was something that I could kind of get through um because it's not necessarily the easiest thing to go through in your first couple of months of marriage um where you're trying to figure out how to live with each other and the exciting things and then you know to be um kind of excited for a pregnancy um and you know then that not be there like that's really like kind of a that's very difficult place to be at um and so just praying that that was something that we can deal with together and that you know my family can deal with and like um yeah, I don't, and eventually, I guess the talk started to come up of us to, like, having to have a procedure to remove, you know, all of the things, and, like, that was something that was really scary to me, like, I didn't want to have a procedure, like, and at, I, I think I was really angry, kind of, with my body at that point, because, like, at that point, like, I can't carry a baby right at this moment, and, like, I can't even, like, past this right at this point I need something to help me or someone to help me and so um I just kind of held off on the procedure for like a couple of days and you know the doctor was like okay well we'll see what happens and hopefully you can like pass this on your own and eventually I did um and it was awful <laughs> but um I think getting to the other end of, uh, you know, it being, you know, like having a baby there and then not having a baby there um, in such a short amount of time to know that, like, that there was a soul who once lived in you who now doesn't. Um, and just going through all of those emotions and, you know, hormone change and like, and just being able to be
be. Um, I don't think that I honestly, pro- like, I really couldn't have done it without, obviously, your support and 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 really, like, the support of, like, family and and God, obviously. <laughs> like, I, I, someone asked me, like, if I was mad at God. And I didn't, I think I, I like, that thought never crossed my mind. Um, but someone was, like, who obviously, I don't know, is just a family member, was, like, you and your husband do so much for the church, and, like, you do all of these different things, blah, blah, blah. Like, are you mad? Like, you know? And that thought never crossed my mind. Like, I don't, and what I said is, like, I don't deserve anything. Like, I don't think that this is, like, like, I'm not mad at God. I never was. I never, like, that thought never crossed my mind, like, ever. Like, I wasn't ever, like, running away. I was running towards him. Like, I, um, praying, you know, like, hopefully, you know, our baby is in heaven. Like, I didn't, like, know. Like, we are not, like, immune to struggle. Or we are not immune to, like the terrible things that sometimes happen and these things happen, you know, like these struggles, these like just really difficult things to deal with. They, they happen. And for us, it's miscarriage at the beginning of our, our, our marriage. And for others, it's sickness and illness and all of these other things. And these things, I don't love God to stay away from these things. Like those things don't correspond at all. Um, I, I love, I have got, have a relationship with God, um, to kind of, despite these things, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, and so that's kind of hard for, I think some people to understand. Um, yeah, but now here we are, um, uh, we're probably like, I don't know, like three weeks away from it, maybe kind of on the other side. Yeah. On the other side of it. Um, and it all happened. I can't stop saying, but it all happened so quickly. Um, and we pray for our child. Um, I pray for our child, you know, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's been interesting to, I haven't shared with too many people what's been going on. Mostly because I almost feel like it's it's definitely something that's happened to both of us. Yeah. Um, I I mean, even in the short time, like you were saying, that we were like fully aware, you know, we have a baby on the way. Even in that short time where we could definitely say that and, well, there is no more baby, mm-hmm. you know. I think you, you, um, you might surprise yourself with how quickly you can absolutely fall in love with the idea of something. Or with a baby or a child, I think you you surprise yourself with how how deep the feelings of like wanting to protect and take care of uh, will develop. Um, and so it was very difficult to have to sit somewhat on the sidelines and just be like, okay, well, we'll just keep praying and figure out. And I think that's where having the relationship with God is a very important thing to us. 
Because in the end, all we really have is trust and hope in all things. We have trust that God is in control of all the things. And we hope that um, that he comes soon with whatever, it, you know, he shows up in some way, shape, or form. Um, and I think he did. And I think that's the important thing for us, or at least for me, to, to have seen along the way. Like, as much as I think I think in, in some ways the hope that uh, that he would show up in some way manifest itself in a lot of different ways for me, I think, with... with um, every little doctor's appointment or test that we had, whether it be the hope was that we'd have a definitive answer, you know, whether it be everything's okay or no, everything is not okay. At least we have an answer. And I think I would have found comfort in there. Um, we had to wait a little bit for that, but that's okay. You know? And I think later on he showed up in family, like you were saying, I think the way your family rallied around us, uh, showed up for for, for us both spent time with you, brought you food, spent, um, made sure that you were never alone while you were at home on bed rest and stuff like that was beautiful, was really something special. And so we have, I haven't shared a whole lot about any of that with, with, uh, people that I see around, you know, people that I work with, uh, because it's not really something that people talk about. Like, I think that miscarriage in general, and when, when we were in the, in the emergency room and we were in the different doctor's appointments, that kind of thing, uh, they just say, yeah, you know, it's not like they were unsympathetic or not not nice or, or kind about things. But they were just kind of like, yeah, this happens to a lot of people. Like it was pretty like, like two common. and three. It seems yeah. like especially like first time around, 60 percent of women miscarry the first time around or have miscarriages in general. Yeah. That kind of thing. And so I think it was one of those. Yeah, I guess it does happen to lots of people. Why isn't this more talked about or more? to be expected i guess i don't know if it's like why would anyone expect the bad things to happen you know i don't i don't know but i haven't really shared a whole lot and so it's been important for me to be able to talk to you about it and i thank you for being so very strong and good at just dealing with this uh, I'm, I'm sure you've had you you've obviously had your moments and we've had our tears both of us about the, the things that have happened but so it seems it's quite providential i guess that um we're about to go into advent uh, Advent, if you've ever seen like an Advent wreath, it has four candles. And each week, the Catholic Church focuses on one aspect of faith or preparing oneself for the coming of Jesus. Um, and so the first week is actually based around hope. And I guess for us now, the hope kind of transfers over to like, we hope that in the future we can be parents in, uh, in this world. Um, but that's not the only hope we have. Um, it's also the hope that Jesus comes again very soon. Mm-hmm. The end, the readings now focus on the end of the world as it is now, right? The physical world it talks about some pretty like scary sounding things. And that's because I guess we associate it with like movies and like the end of the world. 20, 2012 was the last one, 2000, you know, everything's going to fail and the place is going to burst into flames. And it is very scary. I guess if there is no thing, it is very scary if that's the end. Right. But for us as Christian people, we know that the end is actually just the doorway to another beginning, uh, the beginning of 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 heaven, hopefully for us. Mm-hmm. And so the whole season is is for getting prepared. And so how are we preparing ourselves and when uh, how are we preparing ourselves for the coming of Jesus? What are we hoping for? Um, 
what's uh, how are we preparing ourselves or what's the ultimate goals that we're striving for are we preparing for christmas just christmas and, and the worldly christmas of like gifts and getting together with family those are all nice things but in the end kind of a not lofty goal like anyone can celebrate christmas i guess in that way what really the season is again is to remind us that jesus is coming again and we celebrate that he came the first time and that the hope is that he's coming for a second time is right around the corner so how are we preparing ourselves for christmas how are we preparing ourselves for the second coming of christ and what what is the goal I think also it's important to remember, as as Christian people, we're called to be hopeful in all areas of our life. So if there's anything that we're holding on to that we don't have, we're hopeless about, this season is a really great time to find new hope in Jesus. That the situations that maybe seem very difficult, that again we've lost hope, we don't think there's any way out of, whether it be a sort of addiction or attachment to some sort of sin, maybe a, a relationship that is toxic or something like that that is just bad news and we don't see any hope in it, that God can restore anything and, and bring hope into any situation. And so it's important to remember that, that as, again, as Christian people, we are not to be hopeless in any situation because God can do anything. He can make impossible things happen. And so the invitation, again, is to invite him into all of our situations and to bring new hope in those places. Well, I think that as people... Sometimes we lose track of where what our goal is and if our goal is heaven. And I really find that Advent is a great time, obviously focuses on three of the theological virtues, faith, um, well, hope, well, two of the three, hope and love. There's faith, hope and love. Um, but finding our, like where we are with that, like how, what our virtue meter is at the moment. Like, are we living, virtue meter. like, are we living out the, the virtue of hope? Are we living out the virtue of love, um, in our lives? And if not, we can take this time to kind of like take a step back and, and grow in those things. Cause that's, what's great about virtue is the more you practice it, the more you become it. So how are you practicing hope? How are you practicing, um, the anticipation of Jesus. Are you going to confession? Are you praying? And those are questions that we ask for ourselves. Like, are you frequenting um, the sacrament of confession? Are you frequenting? Are you going to mass? Are you um, are you giving God His time in prayer? Are you being um, kind to people? Um, those sorts of things. And that's something that we can. Um, see more or do more in this time of Advent if it's not something, you know, and especially as we enter into this new liturgical year, it's a new year for us in the Catholic Church, um, what can we do? I know that it's probably a difficult time right now to be a Catholic, if I'm to be quite honest, um, with a lot of the scandals that you see going on and um, And maybe a lot of the stuff you don't know that's going on. Or maybe some stuff, yeah, that you don't know. You look to your leaders, you look to, you know, priests and bishops, and you see kind of something that's super... Devastating? It's devastating. Yeah, you see devastation with these, uh, with the things going on in the church, and you might think, like, this is not a place of hope. And... That's not the case. It's not. And if you're unsure as to what we're talking about, we're going to talk about this more in our next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the stuff that's been going on in the church really the last 
60 years, <laughs> which seems like yeah. a long time, but um, it seems it's not to be coming it, to light. Yeah, it's but coming, you know what? That that coming more. to light gives me hope. Yeah, like absolutely. it really does. Like it's mm-hmm. for some people, they're like, let's just not talk about it. And for me, I'm like, let's freaking blow the lid off this thing. I want to talk all about it with everyone and anyone. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So we'll talk about yes. that more <laughs> next, week, next, next week. episode yes. because uh, it, it's really quite a big a big story. Again, it's been going on for a long, uh, for really like 50, 60 years. And it seems like a long time, but when you think about kind of the length and breadth of the church, its its entire history, it's really not. And so we'll talk about that more next week, but maybe we should close our podcast off into prayer this week. Maybe we'll do that over the, we'll do that uh, the next couple of weeks or maybe make it a permanent thing, depending on how it sounds on the uh, podcast. <laughs> but for uh, for now, why don't you just join us if you're not... Uh, if you're not driving or something like that, maybe closing your eyes, we'll start in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, dear Lord, we thank you very much for this time with our listeners, for the for the chance to, to speak and to share with them what's been going on with uh, us the last couple of months here and uh, to provide us all or to provide them and, and to remind us of the invitation we have now to dive into a new season in the church, a time to uh, to really focus on what your dying on the cross means, which is hope for us all, that uh, you purchase for us with your precious blood a chance that all the suffering, that all the difficulties, they mean something greater, or they can lead to a greater end, and that even when things seem impossible, when death is taken over, that new life is waiting. And so, Lord, we ask you to please help us to dive deeper into this season than we ever have before to help us to invite you into the hopeless places in our lives and in the lives of our friends. We can pray for our friends, Lord. Uh, so we, we, we ask you to please help us to be bold, to share that hope with other people. And we ask you, please, to just make yourself known in a very powerful way in our lives through this season. We just um, pray, Lord, that in the midst of our struggle, in the midst of our whatever it is that we are going through, Um, that we would be able to find joy in you, that we would be able to find um, just that we would be overwhelmed by your love. If we can't see it, help us to see it. Um, If we can't feel it, Lord, just allow us to know that you are there. We ask our Blessed Mother to hear these prayers as we say, Hail Mary, full full of grace, grace. the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed Blessed are thou amongst women, women, and and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining us this week. We know that this episode kind of has a different feel than a lot it's of the other ones. a little bit of um... I don't know. I don't know if it's a downer or not, but again, we're talking about hope. So uh, we're just sharing with you, you know, what's been going on with us the last couple of months. And uh, and uh, we look forward to, to happy times coming up here. Yeah. Uh, the hope of better times and all that stuff. So, yeah, come back next week. We're going to share with you the great Black Friday deals. Yeah, that, uh, Black Friday deals. Uh, again, it's going to be a mixed bag. We're going to talk about Black Friday <laughs> and scandal the in the church. Uh, uh, and uh, we're, we'll talk. 895 candles, which you didn't share about the candle. I, I mean, on our Instagram. Make sure you follow our Instagram at uh, Cernacentric. Uh, if you, you know what, if you want to, if you want to talk with us, you know, extend, uh, 
uh, a hello, or maybe you want to get our take on a on a topic. Six two six six hundred eleven eighty one is the number that you can leave us a message on or text us on, uh, and uh, we can we can talk that way, or we, mm-hmm. we'll get your topic suggestions on there. And then also we we put out the deals. We're recording this on Bla- uh, on Bath and Body Work Candle Day. Candles eight ninety five. You're gonna miss that anyway. Sorry about that. Follow us. This is your lesson to follow us. We'll talk about a few different things. So we invite you guys to come back. Y'all have a great rest of your week and remember your personal prayer. Take care, folks. See you later. Thank you.